Hey guys, this is Mish. Welcome to Millennial Love. This is Cardi. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Justin. And thank you so much for supporting Millennial Love. We really, really appreciate you guys. But as you know, this is a self-funded podcast. So you know what that means. We need your coins. So check out the link in our bio of our Instagram page and on our website for the Kickstarter link. Our time is limited. We only have three months to reach our goal. So with each donation, we'll be sure to send you a token of our appreciation. Thanks so much. Thank y'all. We love y'all. Thanks. Hey, y'all. This is Mish, episode 12 of Millennial Love. Y'all know we talking about sex. <laughs> we talking about love. <laughs> and how we selfish as fuck. <laughs> and you know this, man. <laughs> <laughs> you a comedian What was today? that on? Oh, what is that from? Chris Rock? You know I don't this, know. Man. Oh, Martin. Chris, Chris the, I should know this. That's the beginning of Martin. For real? And you know this, man? No. 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 Oh, that's off okay. of Friday. I'm about to say, that's Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I feel. I, somebody, you know I said the beginning of Martin is not. It's like, you go, boy, I yeah. thought. So, <laughs> okay. That's my black card. Let me pause. <laughs> Does your phone have a hot dog bun it on it? <laughs> I was looking at that earlier. Like, maybe it's a charger because it's so thick. It's I was, so listen, thick. I was being childish. I'm like, I see all these kids with these cool ass. I'm so lame for this. I'm mad you brought this shit up. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I have a hot dog phone case and it's springtime, so I don't give a fuck. And it has mustard on it. And it has mustard. Way. Is and it relish? It's lettuce. It's lettuce? Or it could be relish. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Relish, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, That's what's up, funny. y'all? Shit. How's it going, everybody? Good. Nigga, I'm enjoying this beautiful weather in Dallas, Texas. Shouty, let me tell you something. It is current. My sister's in Cleveland right now, and it is currently snowing. <laughs> and I would be literally so depressed. Listen, I will be in the South forever just because of the Seriously. weather. I Correct. I would Only. go visit up north. I mean, I just can't do it. I don't, I don't know how know. they do it. New York Me is just either. so bomb. New York is just so bomb, but it's just like the weather is trash in April. I'm sure it is. And then they say it gets super hot in the summertime. It does. How? It does. Houseway. Houseway. <laughs> how? Exactly. How am I going to stop? Cara, what you been up to? Man, this week has been pretty good. Like, I've just been enjoying this weather. I've been leaving work at a decent hour. Let's say good like job. 5.30. Nice. You know, which is abnormal as crap for, for me. you. I'll be in yes. that until like 7 p.m. She's running away from the man real early. I'm right. <laughs> that sun be out, I'll be like, let me go get a drink. <laughs> but no, I've been really, really good. No complaints over here. I like where you work at. It's like right in the middle of downtown. It is. The, the buildings are very, very beautiful. I don't see why you are not a happy every single day because i can't get i can't leave the office That's oh yeah why. i forgot life of a lawyer that i will never know about <laughs> trashiest of trash oh but 
Justin and I did check out um, Dallas Startup Week's events this past week. Amazing. Amazing. It was really awesome. And we went to the social media panel that was a couple days ago. And it was really, really awesome. Yeah, we got to meet Christian Craven, um, Leah. What's Leah's last name? Leah Frazier. Leah Frazier and Jaleesa. Sharice. Dope, dope, dope influencers in the Dallas area we learned so much um just everything like regarding like media content on social media um like just branding yourself and like do's and don'ts um and how to remain consistent so that's so nice yeah I thoroughly enjoyed meeting them they were they were dope and we're totally going to incorporate a lot of those things into the podcast into our social media and digital presence and also just make sure that like Everything about our digital presence is A1 from this point on. Because you can't unlearn. Most definitely. You can't unlearn. And hopefully, Leah will allow us to have coffee with her. Because when I tell you, me, she would love her. She's yeah. dope. She is so dope. I'm going to be right there. Super dope. <laughs> like, I hate Seriously. I missed it. But yeah. I, y'all know I had I know. to. I was prepping. So I had to, you know, take care of the essential lady thing. <laughs> um, had to go get my eyelashes done. and Her lashes deep. My petty and my wax. Because you're about to go out of town, right? Where are you going? San Juan. Oh, my God. Okay. I've never been to Puerto Rico. I heard it's bomb. Have I'm, you been? No, I've never been, so I'm really excited. That's about to be dope. I just wanted to go to a beach where I didn't, I mean, you know, I have my passport, but I didn't feel like going through all of that. Yeah. Just Correct. a quick trip. So, since you don't need a passport in Puerto Rico, here I come, shawty. I want to go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of that. Y'all never, never, y'all never watched that. R&B Divas? Uh, maybe nah. an episode. Anyways, or two? they were over like this whole little. Um, <laughs> I, I know y'all probably don't watch this. This is the type of shit I'll be watching, y'all. But um, they had to like create like a welcome song for like Puerto Rico or something like that, oh. and that's how the song went. Basically, I want to go to Puerto Rico. It was five creators, and they could have come up with something better than that. <laughs> it was trash. It right. sounds super trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> What about you, Justin? Um, I had a great week. I went to Trappiest Hour on Thursday. Come on, Trappiest. It was actually fucking fun, y'all. Really? Like, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. Me, Kobe, and Lance went, and we got wasted, like, quick. Like, yeah. The beats were, like, just running. Like, DJ Five, I think DJ Five DJ's there. Yeah, he yeah, does. And the shit was lit. So I we, saw Jamie was there too. He yeah, kept Jamie tweet, did go. Yeah, Jamie did go. He kept snapping me to my car. You need to be here, bro. <laughs> Man, it's just your type of turn up, bro. I was like, I know. It was, it was, I it was know. a cool little midweek little turn up. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Friday, I was dead, but <laughs> well, I had to push through. Y'all know Thursday is the pre Friday. So, right. you Correct. Turn up yeah. On Thursday. Hello. <laughs> That's the way I look at life. Right. <laughs> What about you, Michelle, besides your trip? What you had going on this or besides prepping for your trip, what you had going on this week? Um, work, really. I had to make sure that I had all my ducks in a row, cause y'all know, um, you know, when it's work from the house, sometimes things can get put to the side. So I just made sure I got everything <laughs> in order. So I don't get no emails when I come back like Right. Was this XYZ, <laughs> right. ma'am? No, don't send me no emails. So Don't right. forget to uh uh add that out of office notification. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And I will return back on Monday. Correct. And I have Monday. limited access to Limited access. That's what I love to put, which means I ain't checking my phone <laughs> at so, all. So redirect all emergencies to my fucking coworker. Correct. Because <laughs> I ain't answering shit. Right. And if the building blows up, oh, fucking well. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. That's all I did this week. 
Well, good. Well, since we've all been like relishing in the springtime weather, I just wanted to know what is your favorite part of springtime? Spring has sprung. That was lame. That sounded so lame. Spring has sprung? Spring has sprung. Yeah. What's your favorite part? Maxi dresses. <laughs> you want to see them cheeks move, huh? That ass. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I I mean, I'm a guy, and y'all know, y'all have been my friends for years now. Yeah. And I appreciate f- fresh flowers. Absolutely. And actually open up my window and letting some air in. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. about fresh air. It does mm-hmm. something to your home. And it's it not bugs out. out. The, yeah. Yeah. A little cleaning little without spring. Fabuloso. <laughs> fabuloso is an essential part. I hate Fabuloso. I hate it. I have started to hate I have started to hate it. Everybody uses it. When I was in college, I loved it. At this point, give me some pine saw. Wait. Just give no. me some pine saw though. No. Lemon, lemon, lemon pine lemon saw. Pine saw. Yeah. Taste the right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't take y'all seriously. I feel like my clean. I have a cleaning lady. I I know it's kind of. We have the same cleaning lady. We have lady. the same cleaning lady, and I hate when she. Uses and it. I love it. Nah. My little apartment be smelling mint, not minty fresh, but fresh flower, orally <laughs> fresh. We're and fabuloso. I love it. I Is she using it. the purple kind? Yeah, the worst kind. Oh, there's I'm multiple kinds. Yeah, they do. They have like an apple, an no. apple kind. Yeah, yeah. The gr- that's green, right? It's green. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another red one, I believe. Well, whichever one's at the Dollar Tree, that's the one that I buy for <laughs> Listen, the last time I came, I was like, "No, Carmen, just use this one." <laughs> no, don't pull the fabulous. Her name out. isn't Carmen. No, but Norma couldn't come that time, so oh, Carmen it's a new came. person. Well, Carmen is her little, you know, partner. her partner. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, Yeah. I don't want to talk about that. But no, (laughs) anyway. So, no, Justin always has really, really fresh flowers in his apartment every time we come over. Today he has lilies. Yeah. And they're really, really pretty. They're on my Instagram. Go check them out. So fragrant. What about you, me? I feel so weak, but it doesn't matter. No, that's nice. No. That you can appreciate flowers. Like, a lot of people don't have flowers in their home. So, you've actually made me appreciate flowers. Oh, I don't do it as often often as I should. (laughs) Because them flowers be sitting there for like three weeks. But <laughs> I, you have met, you've gave, given me an appreciation. Thank so. you. And they're cheap too. Yeah. So it's like $5. Yeah. Just add some flowers in your house. Just switch it up. You feel me? Well, my favorite part of spring is now that um, the sun is out later. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, 830, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's I perf. love it. Because, I mean, you know, we work. So after five, you still want to be able to have daytime. Like, really kick it. <laughs> right. So I love that. And we mentioned this song before, Cara. We said it was Women, Weed, and Weather. But the name of the song is The Recipe. Oh. Yeah, okay. So okay. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. like, this weather right now is the recipe for life. Right yes, now. it nice. really is. Um, put my top down. Hair cannot blow in the wind because then I can't see while I'm driving. <laughs> but <laughs> with the sun and it's not too hot because in the summertime with the top down, it's super hot. Dumb hot. But yeah, so I love this. I can have my top down and just enjoy the spring weather. I'm going to have to check out that song because I love springtime songs. Oh, I love it. Like Draco album is like, I'm connecting with it. it. though, it's a spring album, but yeah. that one song off that, I, and I think it's on Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, it's on Good Kid, Mad City. And it's one of those, like, it's either like a bonus track or it's one of the last It's a bonus track, track. Okay. honey. That song, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't even hear the song the first time I listened to the album. I had to go back and I was like, this song rides. It rides. Seriously, yes. like, Go check that song out if you and haven't. And that's by it's Kendrick, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. by okay, Kendrick. It I know out. it's hella old, but like, check it out. What about you, Cara? 
So my favorite part of spring is slipping that sundress on <laughs> and having my booty clap because <laughs> I'm not going to put no undergarments on because I don't have to because it's warm. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so Listen. that's my favorite part. It's such, e- like, it's so easy. No yeah, ironing. It, it sounds no like ironing. It's, it sounds it like hugs it feels the good. body. And you can get the ones that look like tarps or you can get the one that hugs your body. You can either, like, if you feel bloated, you can throw some on. That and it's like still tarps? cute. Or like a trash bag. <laughs> they do have like boxy like type. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not as form fitting. Correct. Yeah. Okay. They add material to yeah. like okay, that makes sense. But yeah, yeah I mean no maxi sundress, dresses. Sundresses, maxi dresses, they're all welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Such a beautiful sight to see. It it is it is starting to put a little pressure on you though for the summertime to get that body right. Because you your oh. stomach have to be like right in the maxi, right? Well, well, it depends. Or no, I don't know. It depends on where it falls. Like, because okay. if it's if it's fitted, then if your pudge is out, you need to put you a. But what if on. you don't have like titties nor ass? Then you have to have hips. Well, see, with the max, it just depends. It okay, depends. okay, okay. It depends. Because maxi dresses that are form fitting, you know. You can't have a belly. You just don't need to look like SpongeBob. Correct. Uh, then it's kind of awkward. But you know, if you look slim, thick with your cute ass, then <laughs> you know you still look good right. in the maxi dress. Uh, your, your hips being, you know, a little curvy doesn't uh-huh. hurt, hurt. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. The pressures, jeez. The pressures. We not Instagram model uh, sundress now because <laughs> they love to say sundress season, but they got on a bodycon. It is not the same. That's not the same. It's not the same. What's a bodycon? A bodycon is something that contours to your body, uh, so it's called a bodycon. A bodycon. Anything that's tight on you is a bodycon. Okay. But a sundress is supposed to be looser. Yes. Not all the way loose, but looser. So theirs get loose like after their thighs. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's a bodycon. Like yeah. they love it. Sundress season, oh my God, get right. And <laughs> taking pictures on the side. Right. They <laughs> love, sit down. You know what I'm sick of on Snapchat? Is that video? Be humble. Right. <laughs> right. Sit, sit down. down. I hate that video where they have their phone and they start at their face, but then they go down and down their body, uh, yeah. down <laughs> their booty. Like y'all, I'm so sick of that. My video. friend does it, and she have side boob, and so she like catch her boob, then she hit that ass, go down to the booty, and then when she bought her ass, then she like she shake it a little un- bit. Yeah, it's <laughs> a thirst trap. It's definitely it's a thirst a trap. trap. And then you swear that niggas is in your DM. Why would they not be? <laughs> right. You're showing your whole tail. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Listen. It's the interesting. whole thing. It's definitely interesting. I don't well, know. Anyway, <laughs> talking about these pressures, <laughs> bruh. That's what we're gonna talk about today. The pressures that society puts on millennials. Fuck society. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck them. The Trumps. Sorry, mom. Um. So yeah, just the fact that in our age group, obviously, um. We have had to meet milestones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And society continues to put pressure on us as we continue throughout life. And um, research suggests that millennials in our generation, um, we've succumbed to like a lot of stress because of the mm-hmm. pressures that society puts on us. Yeah. And then we result to like unhealthy stress management. So I just want to know from you guys. In what areas or ways have you felt like you've been pressured by society or even family and peers to keep up with 
whatever is going on or meet certain milestones? Um, I think that some of like society pressures for me is um, basically like having the nine to five, mm-hmm. having the side hustle mm-hmm. and be like a fitness model. Because <laughs> I don't, y'all, I really don't know like where can I fit the time in to right. be like that fit more power to the people that are that 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 have that has that basically like figured out the formula because i haven't figured it out yet Mm -hmm. because i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure there are a ton of like professionals who have a nine to five and like their bodies are amazing but for me um i feel the need to like okay you have the nine to five all right you got the nine to five make sure you got to pop on social media also got to pop on social media you may have to make sure that the coin is straight because you know you need to be able to like ride around in a luxury vehicle right Unfortunately, I have my Ford, my Ford Escape. Oh, that thing is <laughs> <my> real free. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Where my you don't pay no car note. But I'm just saying, as a pressure, like I can't, I can't, I can't tell you. Even though my company pays for my car, like I can't tell you how many times on my lunch break I've like drove to the car lot because I wanted a vehicle or felt the need to have a vehicle because one Dallas have an obsession with uh, um, valet. So when they I'm valeting, really so oh when my I'm god, valeting, <laughs> CBS So uh, when I'm valeting my Ford, uh, my Ford Escape, I'm like, oh damn, I got to get out of this Ford Escape. But it's a pressure because mm-hmm. it's like I'm conscious of it. And then lastly is the whole physical thing, man. Like I mean. God forbid I have a belly at the age of 32. You feel me? Right. And it's, it's outside just, of being healthy. I yeah. feel like with that, it's yeah. outside yeah, of being it's healthy. Out of, outside of being healthy. Correct. It's just like having a fit body. Right. That muscular. seems what, yeah, yeah, to be muscular and all that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just challenging for me. I get that. Cara, what challenges have you faced? I think a lot of mine are similar to Justin's. Um, financial stability is one of them. Like, I, I have to have a job where I can make enough money to save a certain amount of money per month and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to pay all my bills and be able to go on these trips and have weave <laughs> and get my nails and toes <laughs> and get a wax and have my, like, all of this. And I got to go to Sephora and buy the newest makeup. Great. And I got to, like, my teeth got to be white. Skin gotta be bomb. It's just like the, you have you to have drink money. water. Yeah, you have to have money for that. Right. Like you have to have money for that. And, and you can't borrow money from your friends because no, they're gonna talk about you. Exactly. <laughs> no. So you just really have to like you really gotta have coin. And and I can't just go slide through my mama and daddy no more because I mean I'm almost thirty, so they're not gonna be giving me no money to go get a wax. <laughs> that just makes zero sense. So, um. Oh. No, I was just trying to figure out like. Has it always been like that way for women? Like you had to like keep up with all of these things? I absolutely it think like, it has been. I think really? so. I mean, right now it just seems like it's at all it's an all time high now. It is more now, I think. Because, because of social, social networks. Media. Like we okay, talked about media. last week. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like you do because everybody's I've seen multiple pictures where people are like, get no wax, or they like won't say anything, but they'll tag like Pretty kitty waxing studio. And I'm just like, really, <laughs> girl? My monthly maintenance. You know, like, I mean, it's I mean, it's a real pressure. Plus, like, guys, I mean. Yeah, guys just make it easy. Guys even make it worse. seem like you have to be waxed or it's just like. 
you know. Dude. Well, yeah, and it's like, dude, you wouldn't know the difference between if somebody was shaving or if they were waxing. Correct. So, who told you about that? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. bro, chill. Do you get a wax? Look, I right. don't know. Right, where? I don't know the difference. Your what that chest? For, what do that you wax? Look, that taco meat looking like? Correct. Like, are you <laughs> maintaining your pubic hairs? Why are you worried all. about everything? Exactly. Y'all, and y'all ain't even trimming them, so they're growing all out the side. Just yeah. get, anyway. Correct. Get out of here. Y'all have to, y'all have to go through so much. Jesus. Seriously. And secondly, for me right now, like job security is a huge pressure. Like I'm, you know, looking to um, change my career and um, I'm feeling a lot of pressure to, I think that goes back to the financial stability, but also just like I went to school for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now like I'm, I'm thinking of throwing that all away. So that's a huge pressure for me to like make the right decision. Decisions. Yeah. So that I can like be happier, mm -hmm. um, even though I, you know, don't like my current job. Like, do you really want to throw that away? Like all of that. So that's a pressure for me. And then thirdly, and I think, you know, most women approaching 30, that marriage and kids bull crap. Like, <sighs> I mean, not only are all my friends married, but everybody on Facebook is married. Everybody <laughs> on Instagram is getting married. Everybody's posting their bed. I mean, people literally. Let me tell y'all one thing I hate. I hate don't don't post your babies fresh out the womb. Let them oh become a human before you I, post I them. I don't really care on social media. Don't yeah. post their genitals on social media with the with the umbilical cord still green. Don't do that. Enjoy your child. Enjoy yes. your baby. You know that moment. Yes. Yes, enjoy that moment. You have to. Like, seriously. Because you never get it back. With that child, you never get that moment back. So and if I, your focus is and you, the attention that you're seeking, no one really cares. I'm I'm scrolling on through. Exactly. <laughs> no, like nobody <laughs> really cares. I mean, like send it to your mom. Like send the text to your send mom. It to you your know what I'm saying? Close like to family your members. close family members. But to be able to put this on social media, it's first of all, it's not fair for the child. No, because it's like, bitch, you got my child, butt ass naked. <laughs> I don't even know you. And I look, not only do I not I know you. I barely even know you. I don't even look like a human yet. I'm <laughs> right. almost like, I look almost like a mole rat. And I'm discolored. Really right. I really need you to let me become a human first and like look like a, a human before you post me. So that's, yeah. let these people clean story. me off. That's another story. Yes. <laughs> I got, right. I got jelly on me from the, it's Dude, too much. Yeah, placebo juice. It's like, just, it's just too, too much. <laughs> so anyway, I say all that to say that like as I approach 30 and as soon as I hit my late 20s, you know, my mama kind of hit me with that. I don't want to be an old grandmother. Slide through with these babies. And I'm like, can I get my career first? Listen, like, I ain't got no money. My mama said the exact same thing. And I have like, no money. Start looking to your daughter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't just, having no kids. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I know you can feel that, Michelle. Like, just that societal pressure. Not only from your family, but from society in general. Absolutely. Like, you... When it comes to marriage and having kids and being in your late 20s slash early 30s, you almost feel like you're behind yep. yeah. the times or you're behind everybody else or yep. you haven't reached the pivotal point in life yep. because you have not gotten to that point. Yeah. And it comes from society. It comes from, you know, your, obviously your family members. But then I've had friends ask, 
the same questions. Like, well, when you get married, bitch, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a boyfriend. Like, <laughs> right. what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm still going I'm just out supposed to get Thursdays. somebody out the street and up be the like, street? what's up? <laughs> right. Like, bruh, can Jesus bring me somebody? Can yeah. he find a, right. he that finds a good a wife and finds what a good thing? Me? Can he find me first? Right. Like, golly. I don't know. But I, I feel that. And then not only just, you know, with marriage and kids, but the other part is like y'all have said, like skin, being fit and all those things. Um, and I just feel like just let me live. Like if I want to eat yeah. crab legs and fried chicken <laughs> and whatever, like, can I just eat it? Like <laughs> one day I'm not going to be here and yeah. I don't want to miss out on eating the good stuff because <laughs> everybody is so fine on Instagram when they really using, what you call them things? What you put around your stomach? Them wraps. Them yeah. Waist uh, trainers. Waist, waist trainers. trainers. Like, bruh, let me live. Not only that, they're having surgery. Like, they're not, yeah. those women don't don't no, come exactly. out the womb with them freaking yeah. waist that are tight. Now, some, I will say that, like, I have our friend BT, her waist is freaking not even existing and her booty is massive. Right. Mm -hmm. But she, but she's like in the minority. Like those women, especially, I mean, not to be like racist or anything, but especially them white girls, they don't be coming out looking like that. Hell no. no. They be getting surgery. And cardio so you, is life for them. They have to have, you, you have to do cardio. Yeah, but you can't like base, like we're, we have so much societal pressure on keeping our bodies a certain way and meal prepping and all this crap and they're having surgery, but acting like they're meal prepping and all of it. Correct. But I mean, even like with the society pressures for y'all as women, I can only imagine like what, like what it does to the relationship. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. your focus is like getting to know that person, but you have, you have intent in mind. Like your goal is to basically like, I'm with you because I need you to marry me because bitch, I got six months left right. and I need to, I need to be, I need to be conceiving and walking down the aisle within those six months. Correct. It's hard. It's hard. So but like, imagine for the guy, even though I honestly do feel that like some girls need to pressure guys in terms of like, um, manning up to that commitment of like, marriage but i think like subconsciously it, it has to affect the relationship in ways where it's not benefiting the relationship because y'all feel pressured you know absolutely because your friends like you've been with you've been together for a guy for three years and everybody's asking when y'all get married, married. but Yo, you I may know that that marriages may not be for y'all right now so now you have to you have to hold back you have to hold back your emotions for cursing somebody out and literally explain to them, oh, no, we just we just we just having fun right now. Right. And I and I have friends <clears throat> that um have, you know, just explained to me about even having kids, mm -hmm. you know, like some women don't want kids and they, you know, are in mid 30s or even late 30s. And people are asking them, well, when are you going to have kids? You don't know if that's the desire that right. I have. All right. right. So for you to ask, and then some people have, you know, like issues with having kids. Correct. So I think it's really rude to ask people questions like yeah. that. But society puts these pressures on people. Oh, well, you're married now, so when are you having kids? Or, oh, you're 30 now, so when are you getting married? Why are you pressuring people? Right. There are women that don't want to get married. There are Correct. men that don't want to get married. But we feel like, you know, we're behind or whatever because society has put those pressures on us mm. okay. and it's like it's not fair you go through life and it's like not fair that you have to deal with those pressures from society right um but anyways what ways have y'all faced you know these pressures that you've gone through like emotionally or talking to friends or talking to family about hey don't put this pressure on me x y and z how what have y'all done 
I know for for my family, I'm just really I'm a I'm a pretty upfront and blunt person. So when it comes to the marriage and kids thing, I just tell my mama like, bro, like you want me to get my degree immediately get married and immediately start having kids, but who going to pay for that? So I, I'm just really upfront and honest with her about it. Like, look, kids are, I can barely take care of my dog, Charlie. He over there looking like a woolly mammoth because I haven't got him groomed. And you want me to freaking like, like take care of a human. Right. You know, so I just, I'm really upfront about stuff like that, but I do, I, I it still gets to me. I'm not going to lie. Like I've, I've had to, um, go to therapy and talk to my therapist about like that pressure and making sure that I don't put pressure on my boyfriend because of the pressure that I'm receiving. Cause it is difficult and it does put a damper on your relationship when, when a man, because a man is not going to do something he doesn't want to do. It don't matter how much you pressure him to do it mm-hmm. period. And so, um, I, I try my, my hardest to like be upfront and honest with people about it, especially also about my financial stability, which kind of goes into my job security because right now I am exploring other options as far as careers. And like my, my, my mom's biggest fear is she's like, I don't want you to take a pay cut. You have a doctorate degree. There's no need for you to take a pay cut. And I'm like, I see what you're saying, but <laughs> the way that my like happiness is set up, right? That's not a Which part is of my happiness, and that's not a part of my hap- happiness plan. And I'm going to, I'm going to respect your opinion, and I appreciate you giving your opinion. But your decisions that you make in your life don't like you. You don't consult me before you make your big life decisions, and and you don't. And even if I give you advice, you rarely really listen to it. So I'm probably not going to do the same. No disrespect, but. I have to do what makes me happy on a day to day. And so I just make sure that like I'm really just upfront and honest about my happiness. And I may ask you your opinion to get a different perspective, but that doesn't mean that you're going to change my mind. And I think that that's what people have to realize that that are like your loved ones. It's no disrespect and it's not like it's not defying you. It's just making my decisions for me. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I think that's my biggest thing is just being open and honest about all of those things, all of the pressures and just letting people know, like you're pressuring me and it's not like telling them you're pressuring me and saying like, that's probably not going to change my decision. Right. And leaving it at that. Yeah. 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 I'm the exact same way. I think uh, for me, my therapist like really helped me um, focus on my desires, like what I want for my life Mm -hmm. and identifying that really helped me to understand, like, I guess, manage the pressure. Um, But just in terms of dealing with family, I'm completely honest with them. And then I let them know, like, what you're doing right now is pressuring me um, and I need you to fall back from it. Mm-hmm. And I guess just with my like personality, um, like my parents and my family knows, like if you pressure me a little bit too much, like I'm really going to come for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think they know how to like manage their communication with me. But I think one of the the things that really helped me out is truly identifying like, what are my goals, short and long term, and focusing on that, and then also not allowing that space for people to even pressure you, because right. I feel like yeah. by by not addressing it, it's they feel like it's okay for them to talk to you about it, and they don't know that you're pressured, and you know they may feel like they can do X Y Z, but a little simple like, hey, you're pressuring me, or this is a pressure of me, a pressure of mine, and I don't know. A lot of people have been asking me this question, and it's annoying me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and just let just them know. I feel honest. like you have to be honest because I mean, what happens is, it's like your 
emotions like is being put to the side because now at this point you have to compose yourself because that 100th person had has asked you yeah. when are you having babies and now you're about to pop off you know and it's not right. fair <laughs> it's not fair for you and your emotions and how you feel and sometimes you have to just be honest with people like chill out on that yeah. let's focus on you and your, your, your baby daddy you feel me like right. let's, let's, fo- <laughs> let's talk about that because that's more of an issue than you me me possibly having kids. Correct. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So Ooh, it's like you just spoke a word. You just spoke a word. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm, you. Listen, when you start bringing that heat to people, I bet you they pipe down. That's very I promise true. you. I bet. I promise you they pipe down. It doesn't have to be in an aggressive way. You can just let them know, like, I know what's up. Like, so just chill out. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah, I mean, with with me, I think I put it back. I felt on like people. my accent like, came out. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> it really did. It did. I'm for Lafayette. <laughs> I have to put it back on people. Like my parents have talked. Well, my dad specifically has talked to me about buying a house. I don't necessarily want to buy a house. I've not ever had in my mind that I wanted to have a white picket fence with a backyard and you know all that a swing set. Yeah, like that's <laughs> yeah. not my. I've yeah. never thought like that. I've always like even when I was younger, I wanted to live in a penthouse. Yeah, yeah, I'll stay in a penthouse or you know whatever. But buying a house is not for me. So the last time he asked me about buying a house, I said, "Well, Dad, um, who's gonna mow the lawn? <laughs> you gonna come do it?" <laughs> Well, now, okay. Well, then I can get out because <laughs> right. I'm not going to do it. Like, if the refrigerator break down, you going to buy me another one? No, you're not. So then we're not going to talk about it. Like, there's nothing to talk about it's because really you're not, not going to do it. Right. right. And don't try to put that on me. That's not what I want right. from my life. Exactly. Right. Um, And that's just really what I do. Like, I, I talk to my mom. If she asks me about babies, I said, are you ready to babysit? <laughs> Hello. Because <laughs> it's going to be a full. My mom sent me to Louisiana every summer of my life. So I told her, I said, if you're not ready to grab that child the first summer, right. it's not time yet. Because <laughs> right, right. that's what my granny did Correct. every summer I was with her. So I just put it back on them. Like, exactly. are you ready for this? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a good No, I think that's a great point. <laughs> just ask the question. They asking you a question. So ask it back. Yeah. But I like what you said, Justin. Like, put the pressure back on, on them. them. Like, 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 pipe down. Shit. Yeah. What about you and your baby day? That, I'm going to have to ask that one. And uh, look, my mom has this rule. Like basically, she ain't, she ain't babysitting no kids until they can pee by themselves. Oh well, see, then you're not ready. <laughs> right, then you're not you're ready because you need to be ready. You need like, to be able honestly, to change them diapers right, and, and, honestly, and be happy about it. Grandmothers nowadays they come chill at your house for like they come help you raise the baby yeah. down there. So you're right. Are you ready to give up your life? Correct. Because my mama likes to go play bingo every Friday Hello. night. Hello. <laughs> Listen. My mom and stepdad just took an impromptu. Literally, they made the decision the night before trip to Miami. Can't do you that can't do that when you got a grandkid on your hip. You can't do it. So you know what? Chill <laughs> on it. it. But that is it. beautiful that they no, it was trips like it was great. That. They just said like that. And I'm not and I'm not hating on them. Cause yeah. do you, boo boo. Right. But let me do me too. Right. And I have siblings. So, like, you know, Dad, you already got five grandkids. <laughs> yeah. More right now. Mm-hmm. And my brother is well into his, you know, late 30s, 40s. So let him have some. It's yeah. not my turn yet. Correct. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the way I deal with family. But it's, as far as, like, society, I just have to look at what I've done. And, right. like, be proud of what I have accomplished and appreciate where I've come from and not focus on what, society says i have not done yet right right so that would be the next question like how have y'all defied the odds like how have you um created 
your own lane or, you know, accomplish whatever that beats what society says should be happening right now? Um, I've really had to like focus on, um, I guess my, um, achievements and my goals. Right. And then not compare myself to others. Mm -hmm. Um, like, you know, one, I have very successful friends and to some I'm very successful. Right. But Mm -hmm. within our group, I don't feel as successful as they are, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had to check myself personally. Like I had to check myself um, about that and figure out why do I feel the way I feel? Um, Like, where is my focus? Mm -hmm. You know, why I'm comparing myself? Like, why am I not um, enjoying myself and my achievements and like the projects that I'm working on? And therapy honestly helped me with that. Honestly, just like filtering through those feelings, those thoughts and emotions, because, you know, sometimes it's just hard to identify with that embarrassing feeling that you have and checking yourself in that way. And therapy has really, really helped me out in that way. And once you're able to identify it, then you can like refocus Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just focus on minor achievements. Like, I mean, I, I need my business to my small business to literally pop off before um 2018 and that has been my main focus and minor um minor achievements like getting all of my paperwork done done getting my mission state completed making sure that my logo is like perfect that's where my focus is my focus is not on another person and them jet setting to dubai because even though you know their life seems amazing but Mm -hmm. they're going through their own struggles as well Mm -hmm. and just really understanding humans and like for themselves and people for people it just slightly put things into perspectives and even within that i'm enjoying myself more if that right. makes sense yeah mm-hmm. um i think i have defied the odds in that like i'm attempting to change careers despite societal pressures on me you know i'm i'm an attorney and so they're like you know you should be you should be at a law firm making all these oodles of money or you should be you know you can change careers into other, you know, anything having to do with law. Um, and I've just pretty much said F y'all and and kind of gone into my own lane with that because literally, like, I, I think that in order for you to get over or conquer that particular pressure, you just have to push through it. I mean, that's really the only explanation. And I think, like, just like Justin was saying, like, therapy has helped me with that to just be able to – Focus on what you're doing and your small victories and also to like know that like you've you've um, persevered through some stuff. Yeah, like most you really definitely. have to give yourself credit yes. for stuff that you've done and realize like that it's hard. Like and it's OK for you to not have it all together. I think right. that's you know, I tweeted that the other day. Like I have to constantly remind myself that it's OK that I don't have it all together, that I don't have it all figured out. And I think that's like the first step to defying those odds or defying those particular pressures because you're focusing on you and not what the rest of the world has to say about it. And that's, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing for me, just focusing on what, on my small victories and making sure that I'm focusing on what car is going to do next and not what Tom, Dick and Harry and Susan are doing next. Right. I think that's, I mean, that's really good because, Um, like I said earlier, I had a vision of where I wanted to live when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have to do also is like focus on what Michelle has always wanted, Mm -hmm. not what people have said I should have or Mm -hmm. I should do. 
um, even when it came to picking a major in college. Oh my, um, that was so hard. You know, that, yeah, like people were telling me, you know, that I should have done X, Y, and Z, and it's like, well, that's not what Michelle has desired to do. So I've had to focus on what my <laughs> desires are and understand that um, I want to. In, in my immediate lift, immediate family, I'm the only one with a degree. Like mm-hmm. in understanding that, I beat the odds in the fact that. My parents went to school, but they weren't able to finish for mm-hmm. whatever reasons. And, and, you know, just the fact that in, in other parts of my family, like, I'm one of the only girls that is a dink. Like, double yeah. income, no kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm defeating the odds in the fact that I'm actually living. Mm-hmm. There, I'm able to go travel and do things that I want because I focused on what Michelle has desired mm-hmm. and not what other people want for Michelle. And so I've always, you know, tried to make the decisions um for myself but it has there has been a lot of pressure um to kind of I guess make other people proud in other areas yeah so when it came to career you know um when I moved back to Dallas it was for a big career move because you know there is a lot of money to be made in Dallas Mm -hmm. but um I think you know my parents wanted me to do different things than what I wanted to do. Like mm-hmm. I had to make the decision like, no, this is the job that I want, regardless of what you think I know what I'm doing. And like you said earlier, you know, when you were saying you were talking to your mom, like they're going to make their decisions on whatever they want to do. Correct. They're not going to consult with us. Or if, if they do, they're going to still do what they want. Correct. To. So I had to take the same mindset. Like this is my life. Do what you want to do and understand that everything you ha- have accomplished um, by God's grace you have put yourself in a great place. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I just appreciate the fact that all three of us can say that we're at that place. I don't think everybody's there, yeah. but I do want everybody to know that you'll get there. Right. Like once you start focusing on you, yeah. you'll get to the place where you understand that these pressures are really not important it, at all. They are not. To your and, life. And you have to be intentional in terms of like what your focus is. Like I, I can remember, I mean, when I think in retrospect, I feel like there there were some years where I were I was not focusing on my own desires. Mm-hmm. I was trying to reach something that had nothing to do with me. With you. Mm-hmm. you understand right. what I'm saying? And because I did that, it's almost as if like the curve of uh of me like coming into who I am and like my personal success, it took a long time for me to get there because my focus was not on me. And it's and I I was not comfortable with standing on what I wanted to do or, you know, where I was and not, you know, not um, um, focusing on my achievements, my previous achievements, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And standing on that and being proud of that because it's like, you know, I got this one, I graduated high school. So like, you know, I can't, I I can't even spend that long, um, that much time enjoying that moment because like now I have to get a degree, you got to go to college. And these milestones are pretty like, I mean, they're great, and we don't really take take the the necessary time to like just enjoy that. That's so true. Be in that yeah. moment, you know, because yeah. a lot of people did not. Hell, I'm the first one to have a degree in my family, you yeah. know, and it's 20 fucking 17. Yeah, you know, same. Yeah, I was gonna say too, like it's it's okay to make mistakes too. Like it's Bro. okay. Yes. To, to pick the wrong major. And it's okay right. to go through school and finish and be like, I don't want to do this. And it's okay to go back and get another one. Or it's okay to network with people that are doing the things that you want to do and then transitioning from what you plan to do because your life is yours. Like, yeah. Absolutely. And, and sometimes you got to fall on your face or do a job 
and hate it in order to realize that you don't want to do it. And so, but, but that requires you actually going out and doing it first. And a lot of these things, like when you're in, when you're in college, you don't even really know yourself let alone, I mean, some people get lucky and they figure out what they love in college yeah. and they do it and it's great and I commend people, but I was not one of those people. My major, if I could go back, I would never be a political science major. It was boring. I hated it. I enjoyed writing and I should have been an English major or a creative writing major yeah. something. But I didn't even like that, I think, goes back to having role models and people that are in your corner and and, and people that are able to kind of give you avenues to show you different things of, of different career paths too Most because definitely. I Most had definitely. no idea that that was an option that I could get any major and go to law school or I could do any major and do social media or digital media or any other job marketing like any of that like I just didn't have anybody to say Cara this is what you're you would probably be good at try these things right um, and so now I'm kind of on the back end, like figuring out I'm, I kind I know who car is now. So I'm like, I don't even think law is not even who I am. <laughs> and so now I'm like, let me figure out what I really like. And I like certain things that I never th- thought I would like. And I made a mistake in doing what I, what I did in college. And that's okay. And acknowledging that and realizing that like, you're not a failure if you don't like what you're doing, or you're not a failure if you're not at whatever point society or your family or your friends think that you should be at right listen being a dink is pretty dope because you are responsible enough to maintain your nine to five and grow within your career but you're also like use utilizing your other gifts and talents which some people don't do that like some people i know my mom and like her brothers and sisters like they have they've been with the, within their jobs for like 40 years doing the exact same thing and i don't necessarily feel like i want that for my life no. you know what i'm saying so no. for me to be able to like tap into like my visual uh, art like creative skills and still be able to be a, a dermatology uh, pharmaceutical sales rep i i feel like that's pretty dope and yeah, be yeah. able to like travel and do all this extra stuff because i feel like we are doing what like i feel like humans are multi um, are, are like what's the word I'm trying to use? Multifaceted, Mul- multifaceted individuals, and I feel like you should, you, you you can do multiple things at one time, and it's okay as long as you're studying what you're doing and perfecting that. Fucking do it, like right. you don't yeah. have to just commit to one thing because that's not who you are. Yeah. I know that's not how who I am, right? I mean, and I, I, I mean, it's just pretty dope. What you said, though, is um, a good point. Like, children are amazing. And so for those that do have kids, I know they feel pressures, too. Like, oh, my kid has to play this sport. They got to be involved in this, this, and this, and this. We shouldn't have to put pressure. Then you start putting pressure Pressure on your child at an early age. Like, just whatever you feel is best for your child. I know I have friends that have told me, you know, they um, feel pressure about what type of food to buy for their child. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, you just get pressures, and it's <laughs> like, that is your child. That is your baby. You carried that child for nine months. You and that person that you have the child with are responsible for them. Do what you feel like right. is best for your child, mm-hmm. not what everybody else is telling you based right. on their experience. Exactly. Like, no, experience it for yourself. And I think that's the biggest part of 
life and talking about these societal pressures is experiencing things for yourself. Right. Like going, like you said, making mistakes or accepting the fact that um, you're defying the odds or whatever the case may be. Like make sure that you experience it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Traveling, being a dink with, you know, all of those things. Experience that for yourself so that you can say at the end of the day that you're happy with the decisions you made. Yeah. Not based on somebody else's reason for you doing whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but y'all know we put a lot of pressures on ourselves now. Heck like yeah. millennials. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> so what are some pressures that y'all we kind of talked about some of them with the whole social network and staying fit. But what are some other pressures um that y'all feel like we as millennials are putting on ourselves? Um I was going to say, I want to just kind of go back to the body goals and like making sure that you look a certain way. I think that as a woman, especially as a woman that's never been small, um, it's difficult for me. Like I have to make sure that my waist to hip to boob ratio (laughs) is aesthetically pleasing all the time. (laughs) And, you know, that's. For my lifestyle, it, I mean, and I'm trying to get better with waking up early, going to the gym, going to work, going back to the gym after work. But, like, that's hard. And those people that have those bodies, one, either they had surgery or, two, they don't have a full-time job. Correct. So they can't – they they have the time to go through and, like, go to the gym in the middle of the day. I don't have that time. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, secondly, I think um, – society puts uh, pressure on millennials to always be, to always know what's going on in the news and the media and to be abreast on all of that stuff. And to be completely honest with you, during this last election cycle, I did not watch any of the debates. I didn't watch any of any of the coverage on the debates. Mm-hmm. Only thing I may have seen was stuff on Twitter and Instagram, but I did not follow that stuff because it is it it depressed me. Mm-hmm. And I think like now I, I've been following Syria because of the bull crap that you know Cheeto Satan did recently. <laughs> but uh, my friend told me she calls him Cheeto, Cheeto Satan. Satan. Hilarious. <laughs> but um. But yeah, like I've been following that because like we might be going to war. Right. But outside of that, like y'all, I. I don't allow that pressure to like to to influence me because it's just this too much. As we talked about last episode, it's just too much information coming at me at one time. Mm -hmm. And I literally get depressed. Like if I sit and think about all the women, children and like babies and men that died in Syria, I would literally cry every day. Yeah. Like if I allow that to affect me. But I do think that like especially as a black millennial, like we're you know, if we don't know our black history or. We Bruh. don't know all these folks that came before us in the civil rights movement. Or if we're not abreast on what the newest Black Lives Matter freaking slogan is or where the march is or if we're not at the march. Right. We're not, you know, it's just like, bruh, like, I got to live my life. Like, and I yeah. mean, 31% of me is white. So I also have to I mean, <laughs> tap um, into that. I always have to. I mean, I'm, I'm also having to, like, explore that. And, like, I'm meeting my family. So, like, I don't want to always... I've always had a chip on my shoulder when it came to my blackness and 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 being woke is a struggle because you do like sense certain microaggressions that you wouldn't you know otherwise sense. But like for my own personal life, like I got to chill on that sometimes. And like social media gives it forces us to either it's like either you you with us or you not. And I think that's my biggest pressure, like what in terms of what I feel um, in terms like pressures from millennials is the idea of being woke. 
Um, and it's only because of like my depression and anxiety um, because too much of like, and this is just me personally, like too much of like negativity for me, it weakens my spirit. Like it, mm. like I begin to internalize it too much. And then like, I have like racing thoughts and I'm uncomfortable. And, you know, for me not to like speak out on certain, like, you know, current events that goes on in terms of like, you know, with black people and like how things are unfair and this, that, and the third, like I love the movement. Don't get me wrong. And I've grown into like personally because of the movement, mm -hmm. but the idea of like going to every um, rally, going to like, you know, like speaking out on everything I know personally for my mental health and emotional state, I'm not strong enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And I right. feel pressured for having to like speak on it, see it. And sometimes like, I don't want to speak on it. Like yeah, I sometimes right. I just don't want, I don't want to like, I want to listen to Beyonce and just chill, you know, like, and I feel like that pressure alone is just, it's, it's a lot for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm having to deal with it in a way where, okay, so where do like, where am I comfortable with, within all of this It's forcing me to like, find my um comfort within it because i feel like i have to speak on it and i have to do something um and it's just a little hard yeah yeah and i completely agree i feel bad a lot sometimes i feel bad because i can do more you know yeah i feel like I, feel compelled. I, I feel compelled to do more but it's like my physical like my mental state will not allow me to do so because i'll just lose it yeah. You know, and then it will become a problem. Yeah. I mean, y'all know I am a Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Erica Badu, mm -hmm. common listening fool. You know, like I'm all into all things black, everything black. But the whole being woke movement is just a little bit too much for me. And I and I am probably the most pro-black person that I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But all of the um, efforts that people want you to put in to meet to their being woke standards yeah. is a little bit too much to me. Yeah. Even just the small part of like being natural. Bro, I'm not natural. And nobody's going to convince me that I have to say that I'm natural. Mm -hmm. In 1992, people were not saying they were natural. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't getting a perm. Mm -hmm. White people don't walk around saying, yeah, I'm natural. Asians don't walk around saying, yeah, I'm natural. Like, But that, that whole natural movement sometimes can be a little aggressive <laughs> because it's like, bro, yes, I choose not to get a perm. However, I am not going to wear my hair curly. I'm not going to do Bantu knots. I'm not going to do twist outs. I'm not going to do, you know, whatever. You're not going to make it look extra nappy. No, it's, <laughs> my hair is going to be straight because I like it straight. Mm -hmm. And if, if that's wrong of me to like my hair straight, that's European of me to like my hair mm -hmm. straight, whatever, bro. Mm -hmm. it's, I like it. So mm -hmm. I can do what I want to do to my hair. But that's a lot of pressure. And that comes with like being woke. Oh, sister your hair is beautiful because x y and z like okay i know that <laughs> but just let me do what i want to do like Listen, michelle right. went she tried to go did you go did you complete that full year 
I think uh, it was no, like 2015 or 2016. I did six oh, months of no hair. Listen, yes. listen, when I tell you Michelle struggled, she was like, man, I'm over this. I'm tired of doing my Every- hair. It was beautiful. Like, I loved it. I mean, it was beautiful curls, her locks. I mean, natural curls. It was natural. I mean, whatever. Right. Whatever you want to call it. I get it. My curly it hair. But she was really struggling. <laughs> that curls out of her scalp. She right? was really struggling. She it was, was like, a str- I mean, because you have to, it's like, it's to me, it's more maintenance. It is. Your hair being straight. It is. I mean, I'm sitting right here in these With the twist twists out. And, and, and it got to get dry. Because if it doesn't dry right, then it it's not going to turn be, out right. Yeah. And then you got to do what? Put it in a bun. <laughs> Why don't I just, you know, eliminate all that and put my hair in a bun? Because it's going to be in a bun anyway. You know what I'm saying? But that's just what I want to do. But that I feel like that's, as millennials, that's where we're placing ourselves at now. That we have to be so woke in all these different subjects. Or right. in the way that we dress. And, you know, all those things. And it's like... You know, it's really not that serious, y'all. Like, to appreciate yourself, it does not have to be that much pressure for me yeah. to appreciate the type of hair I have or, you know, whatever. Because I always did. Like, I never felt like there was something wrong with my hair. But anyways, that's just my struggle with the whole natural being woke movement. The way that we dress is another one. Because, like, people, like, I know a lot of people that are, like, label whores. And they have to have, like, balming jeans, like, labeled down. Mm -mm. I've considered buying, like, Louis Vuitton luggage. And I'm like, bitch, you don't have Louis Vuitton clothes to put it in there. You feel me? Right, Like, why do y'all feel compelled to do that? Exactly. And it's because Living in Atlanta, that really came as a a tough one because everybody, listen, everybody had a Beamer, uh, um, (laughs) a Louis bag. What's the Louis bag that is... It's not speedy. the mono, the speedy, speedy bag. Everybody had the speedy bag with Louboutins. And it's like, girl, do you even have $1,300 to put in that speedy bag? Listen, do you? I, my thing is, if I can't no. wear red bottoms every day, there's no need for me to buy one pair of red bottoms. Well. One pair. I mean, I have a pair of red bottoms. I do. <laughs> I do. Say, I, I felt pressured and I gave in. I have, I have a pair. I have, I have a pair I of red bottoms. I, I mean, to be fair, I bought them for my law school graduation, so they were like my like big gift to myself. Yeah, right. And you bought them for 30, your 30th birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no, so no. I did no. And I think I think to a certain extent, like there it's okay to treat like, yourself. No, but shawty, on a daily, like my shoes, like the shoes I have on my Instagram page with the little puffs, the little heels with the puff. Girl, mm-hmm. them was seven dollars. Listen, yes. I'm the not, shoes I wear on a daily be under ten dollars. Like I'm and not, it's okay. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that it's bad to have those things because I actually think it's very great. Actually, one of my friends, like he loves like designer things and he makes it look amazing. And he like he has the income to do it, and I may have the income to do it as well. I guess the point I'm trying to make is like you have to like this. You have to focus on like what your desires what truly you like. are what you exactly. like so i said that to say like why did i like why was why was i even battling within my mind to buy louboutin luggage and when i made that statement about like <laughs> me not having like close louboutin clothes to put in because it was true right and it didn't make sense for me which is why i didn't do it however listen i love when people wear labels because it looks amazing yes absolutely and if that's your lane right then that's that's your lane lane. yeah correct but the the pressures that we kind of put on each other to do those things and it's not really you don't really had a means to have all those things that's what i'm talking about in atlanta they really really did that it would be girls coming in when i was working at baker's girls coming in buying shoes and they would be talking about how they couldn't pay their light bill like, come <laughs> right. on, bro. So you gonna buy some eighty dollars shoes, but you don't have sixty dollars for the light bill? Doesn't make sense. It's a bit much. But it's I mean, it's the same thing with like the hypersexual Instagram models. Like, Car, you were talking about body. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm small. I've always been small. I'm mm. never going to be, um, like Whitney Houston said in that interview, listen, Whitney will never be fat. I'm never going to be like a big person. Like it's just yeah. not in my nature. But as black people, we put this pressure on people to be thick. Always. Like, always. And when I was younger, I went to schools that were very diverse. And so white girls used to say to me all the time, like, Michelle, you're so tiny. I was taking that as a negative thing. But they were giving it to me as a compliment. Yeah. But black people, they'd be like, oh, you're so tiny. You need to eat. Bitch, if I wasn't eating, I wouldn't be alive. They like, I eat, ho. to say I that. eat more <laughs> than you probably think I eat. I'm going to take you to my granny house so she can... You think my granny don't cook? Like, but we put this pressure to be so thick. But like you said, these girls are having surgery. Mm-hmm. This, These booty uh, implants and then, you know, just everything else, they're just getting the surgery for us. Those things are not natural. The the way these no. butts are coming out. No. All y'all not cornbread fed. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> you're not. And even if you are, your stomach wouldn't be that flat. That flat. And yeah. your legs wouldn't be that small. Like, your leg, the leg. Listen, everybody can't be cornbread fed and thick. Everybody yeah. can't just be naturally thick like Correct. that. Correct. talk about the fact that, like, if you, and I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to just slide this in. If your leg, your thigh to booty to, to boob ratio ain't right it's fake it's fake it's fake like if you look like two pencils with a freaking big old balloon eraser on the back, right then you is fake it's fake absolutely it but that's fake. what i'm saying but then you get on instagram yeah. and it's like oh they're getting however many likes and so like for small people because you know it just makes you feel like well dang i ain't never gonna have you know a fat ass. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, I got a little something back there. I'm just saying though that <laughs> it's, it's on back the, there. Yeah, it's just on on both ends f- as far as women and bodies. Like you can't be big and you can't be small. Like you have to be super. You know, a size D cup with a 32 inch waist and however big your you know your butt got to be. And that's really not life. It's just not. So, listen, I don't I don't mind a little plastic surgery. And a little Botox filler. I really don't mind it, right? Right. I just feel like you have to make sure. I just feel like you have to make sure that you have identified the root of your concern or your problem. If you if you are doing it for yourself and you're not doing it for others, then I think it's okay. I mean, I feel like, you know, unfortunately, some people don't come out built like a brick house. You know, so if you right. want to get plastic surgery in terms of en- enhancing your boobs, I think it's great. But you have to understand that by me putting these things into my body, this will not like instantly give me happiness. I still have to go yeah, through the absolutely. psychological process Correct. to process all of this and understand, like, where is this coming from? Like, did girls used to pick at me, pick on me whenever I was a kid and let me know that I was slim and that I didn't have this and I have that? Is is that the problem? So if that's the problem, what do I need to do to work through that? Right. Because you still yeah. may, I mean, you still may work through it, and you still may not like your titties, and you still may want it. So my whole thing is, is like and more surgery and more surgery, correct. and you end up looking so, like a freaking Barbie doll, and like not even a human. And exactly. I mean, and my whole thing is, is like just make sure that whatever decisions that you're making, like in terms, like in regard in regards to these pressures, that whatever decision you make is because it's something that you want and you understand why you're doing it. Or if you like, because I like being small. Like, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with it. Black people are the ones that put the pressure. But anyways, um, if you like 
your size or you like whatever, don't feel pressure to enhance yourself because of other people. Like be happy with who you are and understand that everybody else's body or, you know, whatever face, blah, 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 is their their decision to do whatever they did. And don't feel like you have to do those things because other people are doing it. Do I need yeah. to work out? Absolutely. Just because I'm small does not mean that I'm in shape. I can walk up a flight of stairs. Hell, I'm talking right now and I'm running out of breath. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I, if I'm going to work out, it's not going to be so I can do a thousand squats a day and, like, then my booty get big. Like, that's not going to fix anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if I'm going to work out, it's going to be because I want a healthy life and I want my heart to be um, healthy and I want to, you know, do cardio and all those yeah, things. Yeah. Not because, you know, everybody on Instagram got abs because I don't even like abs. Well, and I, I mean, that's the change that I did for me. Like I, I spoke about like me, like living up to this whole, like working out, like just being like this super huge guy. And to the point where that has changed, like my, my focus is cardio. Like, cause I know that cardio is going to be the best thing for me in, in long term, in terms of like my heart health and my, my overall health. So like I changed that focus, but unfortunately it took me a long time because at first I was the way I was working out. I was trying to get bulky, but I was still unhealthy because I wasn't like increasing my cardio. Right. And yeah. I had to change that focus only because it was like, you know, I was running myself driving myself crazy because yeah, I had a chest. Yeah. I had a little bit of arms, but my belly wasn't going nowhere because I just wasn't doing my cardio. So I'm saying that's mm -hmm. to say like, I had to like figure out a way and it had to make sense for me in order for me to like pursue it and like continue to like, I guess just focus on that area right. for my own desires. If that makes sense. And I, I mean, I'm with y'all. Like I, I do want, I do ha feel pressure to have, you know, the, cause I have big boobs naturally and I have hips naturally. I do feel pressure to have a smaller waist to, you know, because of the Instagram stuff and, and because of how clothes are made and how models on online websites look. So that right, is a pressure girl. of mine. But like recently, like I kind of had a health scare where I was getting like fluid build up in my ankles. Like my ankles would swell up and my feet would swell up like every day. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Because I'm not fat. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not I don't think I'm unhealthy per se, but I wasn't like doing cardio. I wasn't making sure that I was um, monitoring my sodium intake. I wasn't drinking enough water. Like it was a lot of different factors. And so and once I had that, I was like, no, nah, I got to Like I'm hit. I'm pushing 30. Like I got to get my gallon a day. I got to make sure I eat this amount of greens a day, blah, blah, blah. I could go to the gym more and I'm working on that too. But like I just had to make sure that I was healthy. Health first. reasons. Right. Um, but then on the flip side of that too, like I think my lips are small and I hate my lips. This has nothing to do with anybody else. This is because I don't like my own lips. I mean, I, I want to <laughs> get fillers on my lips because I want to get fillers on my right. lips. It ain't got nothing to do. Like my boyfriend is like, your lips are fine. Like they're fine. I don't. And I, and I actually think the shape of my lips are great. I just think they're small and look like bird lips. But um, <laughs> if I want to get fillers, it's because I want to get exactly. fillers. Absolutely. I probably won't. But you should if, try it. But if I want to, if I'm doing it, it's not because of what society's saying to me. Because correct, I have, I mean, I hate to keep going back to this 31%, but I mean, it's clear that I have this 31% because I have these, these lips. So, right. I mean, I can't, like, it's the way God made me. Um, but yeah, I, I say all that to say that I think health should be a focus and don't, don't base your body type off of what social media portrays because most of those women, if not all or society, had, cause being a size yeah. two is not for everybody. Correct. 
Because, I mean, the yeah. models, you know, they put models out and everybody, um, these models are still super small. That's they not for everybody. They don't be eating. And them, some of them, like, they feel pressure to not eat. Yeah. They feel pressure to overwork out. I mean, there's all sorts of, yeah. like, you know. I mean, I think I am appreciative of the wave now of a plus-size model. And mm-hmm. they don't, first of all, they don't even be plus-size for real. Right. But, but the plus-size models who are, like, on Instagram showing their real bodies, showing their stretch marks and cellulite, because that's what real women look like. Real, you know, I mean, some real women. But um, I think I appreciate that, and I appreciate, like, some my, my best friends, like just like you, she's really small. She's always been small. She's never going to be big. It's just who she is. And society, you know, makes her feel like she should have a big butt and boobs, and she's never gonna have that. No, she had it when she was pregnant, but right. after that, it <laughs> and that's what people say. Wait till you have kids, okay, girl? But after the baby's gone, the titties it goes away. And you're out of there. So, yeah, yeah, it's just a lot. But for for everyone out there listening, like the purpose is that you are happy within yourself, and that you appreciate your. A, accomplishments and not feel like society has to um, dictate the way you live life right? or the moves that you make in life. Make moves for yourself because at the end of the day, you have to be happy with whatever decisions you make in the life that you've built for yourself. And find your happiness. Like, where does your happiness lie? Like, what is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. what is it? Because your happiness is not because of silicone. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like your happiness is not because of a filler. Like that's not going to bring you happiness. You need to like dig deep within yourself and figure out, you know, what your desires are, what has happened in the past that have that have you self-conscious about this one particular thing. And then not to be not being afraid to tackle it as well. Absolutely. Like Please I can't it. I can't I can't tell you like how much like my therapist has really helped me. Because it's confusing to like in terms of like identifying what that what that problem is because you're distracted with so many th- different things. Um, it's confusing and it's hard to like identify what that problem is. But once you identify it, then you're able to tackle it and then figure out ways to like overcome it. Right. Because I mean, with all due respect, as I mean, as I'm getting older, like yeah, an amazing body, like it looks good visually, and but. After a while, that gets old. And if your personality is fucked up with an amazing body, you're trash. You're trash. You have no validity, validity, validity. Sorry, validity, validity, validity mm-hmm. about <laughs> your character because you're 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 a corpse. Yeah, you're literally a corpse. Dead. You're dead. <laughs> what a fine ass body, and it doesn't make sense. Like work on yourself. And also, the last thing that I want to kind of add, I, I guess we're doing a recap. Um, or a full circle. Um, be Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to just, like, do what you want to do at, at that moment. And if it doesn't work out, like, switch paths. Don't get down in the dumps and get depressed because you made, a, you know, a bad decision or the wrong decision at that time. Just move forward from that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and make sure that y'all reach out to, um, I mean, we've talked about this before, but definitely if you're in a lost space, sunken space (laughs) you know you can always reach out to a therapist or a life coach or whoever to help you make those decisions for yourself of where you want to go next in your path right (laughs) handle it all right y'all so for our millennial moment today we had like a little short letter come in and it's this pretty cool guy his name is johnny and Johnny wrote in. I'll just read whatever Johnny read. Okay. So he said, first, I like to say I absolutely love the show. And y'all crack me up all the way. 
I'm a 29-year-old male living in Cleveland, Ohio. I love my full-time job as a high school teacher, but I've been considering freelance photography. Mm. I'm new to the city, but I don't know anyone, and I'd love to begin creating my business. What should I do to build my network, and where should I begin? He sounds like he's about to be a, a, a dink. Yeah. Double income, no kids. I don't know if you have kids, but... Yeah, I would say the first place to start is social media and to follow and 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 get connected with um, a lot of the other photographers in your city or other creators in your city and also just other social media accounts that promote photography and stuff like that because you can, you know, start tagging those people in the photos that you're posting so that you can get more followers and then you can kind of DM those folks, slide in their DMs and ask them questions about certain things Mm -hmm. Um, because networking is key when you're, you know, moving to a new city. Right. Um, Especially in the creative space. Um, And then I think also just like start perfecting your particular um, product that you're that you're marketing. So if it's photography, make sure you're taking classes or you're, you know, doing your sh- doing shoots like often, so you right. can like make sure that you're perfecting that particular craft and perfect your editing skills. You know, get you a computer if you don't have one. Just make sure like your business is intact or your your product that you're selling is intact before you try to like start marketing yourself. I think those are the top two things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would agree. And just adding that networking, like going to events, um, even if the event is not necessarily geared towards photography, but going to events where you can meet people, talk to people, um, and you may happen to meet another photographer. And if this is something that you're starting, like it's always good to have a mentor in whatever field that you're getting into so it's good to have somebody that you can talk to and that can give you um guidance in whatever you're embarking on so i definitely think that going to different events and getting your face out there your name out there and finding someone that can mentor you in your new project um i would suggest that you just begin taking pictures like just begin like opening that cutting on that lens and like snapping um i did freelance photography for a little bit myself and for the longest it took me a long time to actually just do it until because i doubted myself for so long um and it was until i probably did i would say like my first photo shoot and like i received the response that i did and it was because i just started i just began to just take pictures and obviously put it up on uh, my website. So I would suggest like just snap pictures and put it up on your website and like let people, let your audience know why you captured this or why you did what you did so Mm -hmm. they can understand. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of brands now, they are, um, people are gravitating to brands where that, brands that they understand and they're, they, they can have like, they feel as if they're, they have a personal relationship with you. Mm -hmm. So as a visual artist, um, I would recommend that, you know, obviously you take the picture, but then use your social media to connect with people and just explain to them what you did because um, it's always interesting in terms of like a creator for people to understand like what was your creative vision behind it and then that's where you get your following from. Yeah. I and of course, hashtag down, like what Carr recommended. Like yeah. definitely like hashtag photography Cleveland or like, uh, you know, just add simple hashtags so people can, you know, obviously search through your 
search for your pictures or whatever. Yeah. And I was going to just piggyback on Michelle with the mentoring, like find a mentor in your field that's doing well, that you may feel like it, they may not even give you the time of day because they're so successful. But a lot of people are looking for people to mentor because of the, the whole like, you know, if they're if they're of a certain status, like some people are scared, don't ever be scared to ask somebody, can you have coffee with them? Don't ever be scared to say, can I shadow you on a shoot? Right. Or can I, you know, follow you today? Like, don't be afraid of that because people are looking for, you know, we I met somebody recently that is a former attorney. Shout out to Leah Frazier, like former attorney that's now doing digital media full time. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. And like, I was just straight up like, hey, can I meet with you? Can I send you an email and let's link up? Because I would love to pick your brain about this thing. Right. Yeah. Most definitely. And be confident. If this is what you want to do, be confident that you have the skills to do it. Correct. So, Johnny, write us in. Let us know exactly what all that came about. Follow us on Instagram if you do ever create the Instagram account for your work. And we promise to follow you back. Yes. And comment on our SoundCloud. We've had a few comments this week. Thank you so much for everybody that has commented. Also, y'all, don't forget, like, I, you know, of course, I've still been listening to my audio book. I'm almost done with Shoe Dog. But check you us still out. Reading Shoe Dog? No, I know. I'm, I'm still listening to Shoe Dog. I, I've just had a busy week. It's been a good week, but a busy week. But um, yeah, still like we we still are running our promotion and Audible is still sponsoring us. So if you would like a free audiobook plus a free 30-day trial to Audible. Free. It's free. For the free ski. Then please check us out on audibletrial.com backslash millennial love. That's L-O-V-3. Once again, that's audibletrial.com backslash millennial love if you want a free 30-day trial of Audible plus a free audiobook. And those audiobooks ain't cheap. Sorry. No, they ain't. They're not. <laughs> they ain't But cheap. it's so convenient. So. Super convenient. And you already know, it's a book. It's a book. <laughs> All yeah. right, y'all. We have enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Please comment on SoundCloud, Instagram, and tweet us. Please tweet us. Oh, yeah. Our, our, our I'm back on Twitter. Twitter, so Twitter account has been popping. <laughs> yeah, our Twitter is a little bit popping now. I mean, our followers need to, we about to get our followers up, but the followers we got, they lit. Yeah, they are. Right. They legit. They legit. All right. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.